Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, I'd like to welcome everyone back to our Lisk series, Long Island Serial Killer series. Heather Saul is our very special guest, and she has the most amazing story that you'll ever come across. She killed a serial killer, Neil Falls, who is a suspected serial killer, and I, I, I think a lot of evidence points that way, uh, would have killed Heather, but uh, she didn't let it happen, and, and just an amazing heroic story. Hey, Heather, how are you? Hello. Hello. Let me ask you something. If, if you don't mind, let's, let's do a little bit of your history. Uh, where were you born and where were you raised? I was born um, in Charleston, West Virginia, and raised here. Are you still there? Are you still in the general area? Yeah, I'm still here. Now, what did your what, what did your folks do? Were they uh, they're all from that part of the world? Yeah, there's there's uh, well, my father just passed away this past year, but yeah, they're all from here also. You know, I'm sorry to hear about uh, about your dad, but um, you know, kind of jump jumping ahead for a little while when they heard what happened uh, in that that part of the country uh what was their reaction well my dad we had this kind of strange relationship so he didn't really uh react he just um you know he's pretty he was pretty mean to me but um he just kind of said you know that's what i get for um because i was an escort so that's what i get that's pretty much what he said and then but my mother was right there by my side she was there at the police station when i got there and um she was uh she cried right with me, and she stayed with me for about two, three months after after the shooting and stuff. How long were you working as an escort before you ran into Neil Falls? Um, almost a year. Yeah, I mean, just uh, it just. But I had just moved to the house that where um, Neil Falls where I had, where I killed him at, but I had just moved there. I had moved from another location right down the road, but um, the whole year. While I was an escort, um, I kept, I, I would hear uh, someone walking around the house. My mom would down right with me, and she could hear people walking around the house, somebody, and, and my dog would chase somebody um, when she would, I would let her out. Somebody would be outside the fence. And so it kind of scared me. Then after, when I, whenever no fault came to my house, it kind of scared me. I was thinking, well, maybe he's been watching me this whole time, you know, because when I, he came in, he, he kind of, he was. He knew me. He knew that no one was there to help me, and he knew that he was just in a hurry. Like he, he was dying to kill me. Like he had waited long enough or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am just wow. Just a frightening thought of being stalked, almost like an animal being uh, being stalked yeah. by another animal. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a little something about Neil Falls. I'm sure you become somewhat of an expert on this guy. I mean, a, a very very sick character and uh it, you know as uh, as we mentioned uh neil falls was uh was trying to kill uh heather our special guest here she was working as an escort in west virginia and uh you know little did he know he was going to come uh, you know come up and his life was going to ab- absolutely uh change for the uh, whereas he was killed by uh this young lady and i Coming across him when you first saw this man, what was your reaction? Well, 
fear and ask for doesn't really surprise a good thing. To me, it's not fun. And I, I kind of don't like looking them in the eyes. Or and I kind of just hurry up and say, hey, how are you doing? And I'll, I'll shake their hand. But but when he came in, it he was in such a hurry to get in the house. Um, well, when he first pulled in, he pulled down a, a street in front of me, went all the way to the end of the street, turned around, came back. And I think now I know what he was doing. He was looking to see how he could get out. But when he pulled in and he ran pretty much in the house, shut the door, locked it. And he walked up to me and stuck a gun in on my side, and I and I looked at him, but I never really got to see in his eyes. He kind of was smiling, like, calm down, calm down. He kept telling me to calm down and, and just accept it, you know. But he was just so funny looking, like he was almost like he was comfortable, real comfortable. It scared me a lot. I knew he was there to kill me as soon as he got there. I knew he was. Wow. I mean, did you ever get that vibe from anyone else? No, never, never. But the, the thing is, he said, um, be quiet, let me tell you what I have to tell you. And then he said, I'm going away for a long time, there's no doubt about that. And it's your choice whether it'll be for rape or murder. But he never tried to break me or do anything special to me at all the whole time. He was just clamped down, broke the whole time, clamped down, trying to suck so and breathe. So I knew right then that it wasn't going to be for rape, you know. Jeez. Let me remind folks that are just turning on their radios or just tuning in to us, Frank McKay here, and as part of our weekly series on, on Lisk, and this really doesn't have anything to do with the Long Island serial killing, but this is a success story of, uh, of something gone tremendously bad, and Heather Saul is our uh, very special guest, but it was a, a heroic effort by her to uh, you know, to make it all all right, uh, Neil Falls was uh, was the killer that she came across as working as an escort. Uh, he was the John who uh, put her life in jeopardy and and tried to take her life, and she turned the tables on him. And Heather uh, killed this guy, and and not only did you save your own life, but you know, God knows how many other lives you saved. Yeah, he had a list of. We have six other women um, in the area. Well, actually, there was two women in California area, I think. Um, and the re there was like four other women on that list that was from this area with their ages and their phone number. So I knew he was here to put a, you know, put a dent in. But, I mean, he was here in this to this city to, I mean, he had already out all the girls he was going to kill and it's, it's it's really crazy. It's probably it makes me wonder which girls did he was he attracted to, or did he do did he have something against escorts? Or it's hard to tell really how to, how he picked the girls. Well, escorts in general are usually, I mean, even going back to Jack the Ripper, and I'm sure before that, are, are usually targets or are usual targets of uh, of these uh, psychopaths. And I think one of the reasons is because that. There's an excuse to get alone with them. You don't have to be a smooth talker. Uh, it's a transaction. Uh, transaction. It's a it's a business transaction. So you know these right. guys. Uh, you know they they offer money. You get into a situation. You're you're in an intimate, uh, uh, vulnerable uh, spot in a situation with them. And and you know 
unfortunately, uh, so many of these guys prey on the easiest victims. I, it bothers me so much that uh, some of these serial killings go unnoticed because the the women that are killed are sex workers, and somehow they okay. they they slip through the cracks. I mean, your thoughts on that? Right. Well, they told me that a lot of the the reason why they that he people choose escorts is because they don't really have family or anyone that will actually call in missing or missing or anything. You know. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of the issue. I think more and more. Uh, the uh, the the lost girls and that that's a Bob Kolker book we had Bob on and he wrote that about the the young women the the escorts who died in Lisk by the hands of uh, the Long Island serial killer and he focused on the victims which I think was a terrific angle to go and you know so much is uh, is focused on the on the gore and and you know the the action of you want to call it that and the morbid curiosity that that so many people have on uh, the particular uh, issue but so little is said about the victims uh, but your situation is just completely different. I'm going to remind folks once again Frank McKay here with Heather Saul and what she did was absolutely unbelievable just an amazing situation uh she uh, she killed a serial killer neil falls was about to kill her and had to turn the tables on him and and killed him i if you could explain what you did and i don't i mean is it is it difficult at this point to talk about it does it feel good to talk about it are you just so used to talking about it that it's uh, uh it's become old hat uh but what you did is just amazing can you share it with us um no it, it doesn't really bother me to talk about it i don't know maybe it's just me i, I don't it just don't, it doesn't bother me it's what it happened it's what happened and it just doesn't really bother me it kind of i guess i was in shock for a while after the fact and so that's probably why it wouldn't bother me so bad. But now, yeah, I've, I've talked about it. And, um, but no, it really doesn't. It's just reality. I've, I've lived and I live in it. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's starting to get a little easier. But when I do talk about it, yeah, it brings that feeling back up in my stomach. But, I mean, I'm okay. And I live through it. But um, whenever he was, it was really quick, actually. Actually, if you want to know the truth, two of my friends was outside of my house sitting on the stoop of my house. They said they didn't hear anything. I don't know. We'll never know because they didn't come in and help me. They didn't even, I mean, a knock at the door of somebody and, the, and he would have left. You know what I mean? But, well, why, so why, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they be, uh, you know, that's, that's the minimum they could do is yell in there and say, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Uh, anything and he'd been like oh someone can hear me and then he would have left you know what I mean so it really that's what hurts more than anything the fact that I always had someone there with me because of this situation I didn't want I, I didn't want to ever be by myself and that's why they were there and then them to know and I know they had to hurt him throwing me all over that house and no one came to help me at all when I came out of the house after I had shot him um I, I, my, I had a broken vertebrae, a dislocated shoulder, and my hair was ripped out of my head. And they're, and they're stand, standing there waiting to see what happens. See if I came out or if he came out, I guess. I don't know why they never came to help me. I don't, it breaks my heart. 
Yeah. Well, listen, it's, it, it has a happy ending. I, I don't know if you call it a happy ending, but it certainly justice was served. You killed this uh, this this maniac that uh, that was about to kill you. And, and look, I'm just reading a description of the, uh, you know, of the event. And just, uh, you know, just correct us if, uh, if, if we're wrong, if I'm wrong. Um, it, he came into your residence, right? He came into your your home. Now, is this a home that you shared with people? Is this a, a home that you uh, that you owned yourself? I just rented it I, alone, me and my dog. Yeah, it, so it's it, it's just you, right? It's a, uh, a I assume a, a humble home, right? A small home, and he comes in, right? Uh, he 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 hires you as an escort. Um, you you get into a struggle with him. He starts strangling you. Yeah. Yeah, he came in, I stuck the gun into my side, and then he said, now calm down. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And um, I was like, please, please stop. He was like, be quiet, or I'm going to shoot you. And he stuck the gun in at my face, and I was looking down the barrel, and I was like, okay, okay. And I said, my friend's right outside, and he was like, no, they're not. No, they're not. And he smacked, and he just grabbed my throat because I was trying to scream. And we was uh, we started to struggle, uh, and I took off running to the back door where the kitchen is, and he beat me there. And and I had I ran to the door and unlocked the top lock, and he locked it back. And then he grabbed a hold of my throat again, and he was squeezing so hard, and I just started fighting. And, and I mean, his clothes that he had on was skin tight, like his. Um, shirt was tucked in, his pants, his jeans, and you could tell the way he was maneuvering that he had he had done this before, and I knew it because I couldn't get away from him, and I could I was begging him to please let me get one breath in, and I was we was down on the floor at that point. I was clawing at his crotch area, everything. I couldn't get a hold of him at all, but I was I could tell he was starting to get wore out. But he was starting to breathe really hard. And, well, we made it to the opening of the kitchen and the living room. And I remember being late, laying in the floor, and I seen a little rake. It's like a, almost like a metal pooper scooper thing. Yeah. And I grabbed And when I grabbed it, I was so weak. I don't even think I would have been able to even swing it. But I was stretching my neck as far away from his hand as I could so I could get one, a little bit of air in. And when I grabbed it, he grabbed the rake and it slid down the, um, the kitchen table and actually dug a, uh, like a big ditch like all the way down the table. And he said, the, and when he pulled me, he said, when I get up, you get up. And he pulled me up by my throat. And I, that's when I seen that he had laid the gun down to get that rake out of my hand. So I grabbed it and I just shot. Right, I just um, like reached my hand behind me and went pop and just shot it. And finally, uh, I could breathe and I could hear water or fluid coming out that splashing me in the back of my legs. And I didn't even look. I just kind of looked blanched and then took off running. Incredible. Just absolutely, yeah. absolutely incredible. I, I mean, I mean, I don't even know what to say to you. I mean, congratulations, uh, it, you know, for just surviving that and and putting this piece of garbage out of uh, out of his misery and and society's misery. Heather Saul, 
is our very special guest and uh, what an absolute heroic tale of of an escort uh, under the worst possible circumstances uh, dealing with a serial killer. Serial killer's name is Neil Falls and I'm sure so many people listening uh, thinking may he rot in hell. Uh, he tried to kill Heather and uh, and he's linked to so many other uh, other uh, deaths of uh, people and, and mostly uh, escorts. Uh, if, I think all escorts, right, Heather? Is that is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. And again, Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, uh, very, very heroic story. Heather Saul with an absolutely amazing story. I, I mean, just incredible. Now, you you said you shot him. You didn't say where you shot him. Um, it, shot, well, it shot him in the face, pretty much half of his face was yeah mangled but and actually when i shot i didn't realize that we was that close to the, the back door because when i shot him his uh, his belt actually got hung on the door handle of my kitchen door and he was just hanging hanging in the in the kitchen off of the door by his belt so that's where the police that's how the police found him absolutely incredible what uh, what an amazing story! And look, I know you have a a crowdfunding uh, page, right? Are you working on a movie? Are you working on a uh, a book? What are you working on? Someone, uh, an author, a writer, has gotten a hold of me, and he's drawing my life story in a book called The Trigger. He's it's um, I believe it's about shootings in the United States, but he wants me to. Um, He's interested in my story, and he's going to be, I'm going to be doing my life story in that book. But other than that, I mean, I'm on the um, A&E channel for the um, Long Island Killings, I believe. that I think um, they've done an interview with me also, and um, that's pretty much all right now. And I'm on Crime Watch Daily. They got, you know, my interview on that also. I, I am sure... I'm absolutely sure that everyone who hears your story, I mean, not only now, but who's heard your story already, uh, has uh, have just applauded what happened. I mean, have you gotten any, uh, it sounds ridiculous to ask, but have you gotten any criticism at all? Yes, yeah, I have. There's been people that um, just tried to get a hold of me. People flew down here from different states, and a lot of people have been really nice, but there's been some people that, will like making it reason saying that they're going to start donations for me and then if I don't do this and that or um, they'll start bashing me and I've got multiple um, things on Facebook and saying that I'm you know just a prostitute that deserved what I got and um, wow. just things like that yeah but wow, um, wow. what it is you know hey, Heather, some people just yeah, it just and you can't listen to to the haters out there. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, listen, it's it's very rare that uh, that someone chooses the life of an escort uh, who who was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I'm sure you had a lot of struggles growing up, and that's a whole other story for a whole other book. We're coming up on a break. Uh, can we get you for another segment? Can you hang in there? 
and uh, sure. take a quick break. Before we do, give us your, your website, any website that you'd like to give us. Give us your crowdfunding site. And everyone, please uh, be kind when you call her. Uh, anyone who's uh, criticizing this woman after what she's done is just absolutely out of their mind. Uh, Heather Saul, uh, give, us your, give us your websites. Um, it's just Heather is a hero um, on Facebook. They have a website on there, and that's pretty much it. And you can see um, on Facebook at just Heather Saul. That's pretty much all I have right there. Well, listen, but you can get my website. Is a hero. Yeah. Well, listen, truer words have never been said. If you ask me, Heather is a hero. She killed a serial killer. If you're just tuning in now, uh, a, a, a slime bag named Neil Falls, and he had killed uh, before and many times before, and, and God only knows how many uh, he has killed. I know they're trying to link uh, him to, to others, and, and you just don't know with a, a lunatic like this, and Fortunately, Heather uh, had the uh, had the strength and inner uh, inner fortitude to uh, fight him off and shoot him. She shot him in the face and killed this uh, potential killer of her. And we're going to take a quick break. Frank McKay here, but more importantly, Heather Saul. Heather as a hero is the is is the crowdfunding site. You can find it on Facebook and on the web. Uh, and and true words have never been said. Heather Saul is our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off for a moment. We'll be back after this break. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Uh, much, much more importantly, uh, Heather Saul is our very special guest. And as part of our LISC series, kind of part of our LISC series, uh, where each and every week we've been talking about the Long Island serial killing, kind of take a break on that because the story behind Heather Saul is is nothing short of, uh, of amazing. Uh, she's an escort, or she was working as an escort, I should say. Uh, I, I shouldn't speak for you that you still are, but uh, it, you were working as an escort, and someone who hired her, John, named Neil Falls, uh, came to visit, went into Heather's house, and uh, started strangling her. He had a gun, uh, put the gun to her head, and uh, it, clearly, he was going to kill her. She fought him off, and a uh, little rake, a pooper scooper, uh, whatever you want to call it, came uh, into her view. She grabbed it. She... Uh, she went after him with it. He dropped the gun or put the gun down in order to uh, in order to to get the rake out of her hand. As he did, Heather picked up the gun and shot Neil Falls in the face, and she killed a serial killer. And instead of her being taken to the morgue, Neil Falls, um, thankfully, uh, was taken there. Do I have that right, Heather? Is that a good summary? Yep, you got it right. That's exactly right. Well, listen, I, I just, I, I can't imagine what goes through one's mind at that point, other than the fact that I just got to survive. I just got to, I got to fight. I have to survive. When you, when you heard the liquids uh, pouring out of him, the blood and, and everything pouring out of him, you knew he was dead at that point. Yeah. What, what is, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, what, what is your reaction now? What is the first thing that you did? I, well, I, I took a breath because I hadn't took a breath for so long, and I could tell that the whole entire house had been mangled, and I had to actually move a chair out that was in my living room. I had to move it out from in front of the front door. It had gotten pushed 
over and I just, well, I looked behind me first. And I didn't want to look at his face, but I seen like clear water, like liquids pouring out of him. And I knew, you know, that he was gone. But uh, uh, I just had to move the furniture to get out of the house because I couldn't get out the kitchen door because he was hanging on it and by his belt. And so I, I just moved that chair out of the way and I took off outside and um, ran to the first person I seen. And they didn't even help me. I actually said, you know, uh, what, where were you? Why didn't you guys help me? And um, they said, uh, I don't even remember what they said, but I said, call the police. I just killed I just killed him. I just shot him in the face. And um, he tried to kill me. He wouldn't let me breathe. And uh, they took, they actually, one of them, I, I looked around and, she, and he, they were gone. Um, and so I had to go over to another lady and her poor little girl was with her and I felt so bad to scare her, but I had to tell her the police called the police that I had shot someone that he had tried to kill me. And so that's what happened there. And then before you knew it, the whole police department was down there and my poor dog, I love my dog and death and, um, she's everything. And she was outside the whole time, but she knew what was going on. She knew what had happened. So I know that everybody else had to have. But um, the poor thing, she was so scared the whole time. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's do, what. I, do you still have the same dog? Yeah, yeah. You, you can hear her in the background. Yeah, what kind of dog? <laughs> um, she's a border collie. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. I mean, you talk about an experience having an experience with a pet. Um, now, was she trying to get in? Would she have attacked him? You know, I don't know, because she's so skittish. I hope she would have, because now after all that's happened, she's really, really protective over me. She's, um, she won't let no one near me, but but she, I don't know if she would have ran and hid under the bed like she usually does, because about two or three weeks after this happened, two males came in my house and robbed me at gunpoint. Oh, my and God. And they kicked. They kicked her when she was passing by them, and um, she hid under the bed. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. horrible. But, but um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if, it, if she would have, but I don't think she would have because she's so scared. But now, now I think she would have. Let me remind folks of who they're listening to. Frank McKay here talking about. Uh, uh, just an amazing story, uh, kind of taking a, a respite from our talk on Lisk, the Long Island serial killing, but along the same lines. Heather Saul is our very special guest. She is an escort who, uh, as working as an escort, uh, came, unfortunately, across a guy named Neil Falls, and Neil Falls was a serial killer and uh, tried to make her, uh, Heather, one of his victims, had his hands around her throat and put a gun to her head and was planning on killing her and she fought off uh, the the attack uh, got a hold of the gun and shot him in the face and and killed him thankfully killed uh, Neil Falls and uh, he you know he will not kill again I mean he's gone and never has a man so justly been uh, been been killed in uh, self-defense just an amazing story Frank McKay here very proud to be with Heather Saul and I Heather I, I mean I, I don't want to you know sound I mean it's real easy I you know I don't know you and and uh, you know to sit here and start throwing questions at you but uh, you got robbed two weeks later yeah I mean you ever think about moving 
from there? I mean, what keeps you in in this part of of the area? It's obviously very dangerous, and especially the business that you're you're in. Um, you're you're an yeah. escort. You're gonna you're gonna meet some really sleazy characters. And uh, again, I, I hate to ask you the obvious, but well, why why are you there still? Well, um, while I'm at, while I'm still here in this estate. I really don't, I guess because I don't want to leave my mom. Other than that, uh, I would actually would love to move out of West Virginia. But um, I'm, I haven't, actually, I haven't escorted since then. So um, <laughs> um, I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, good, uh, yeah, good for you. I listen, I think everybody listening would understand why, and we applaud it. I mean, I, it, look, I, I was going to say, you know, I was going to say to you, I mean, I, please, I hope you're not esc- escorting anymore, but wh- what do you do to make a living? Um, right now, I'm just cleaning the hospital rooms at night, so, um, but it's better than nothing. I'm on a t- I go through a temp service, so they, they'll text me, text my phone every morning and tell me what jobs is needing help and then I can either respond to it, go work, get paid that day or just, you know, so it's a daily paycheck, I guess. But um anything other than that. <laughs> anything, you know, I just I just can't. I, I mean, when I was doing it, I, I just I was like I had to force myself to do it then. So I knew that it wasn't for me anyway, you know, and now now I, I definitely know definitely know that it's not for me. How long did you did you escort? How long did you work in a, as a sex worker? Just uh, not even a, not even a year. Yeah. Any other? Uh, just about a year, almost a year, about probably seven months, probably. Any other close calls? Um, no, I don't think so. I know I've actually no rape, no raping, or no, no. Like there's some people that that will actually make an appointment, pick up the girl, and just to beat them, take them to a room and beat them. And that's what is crazy, but that's just, uh, I don't know. But no, not, I haven't even had to go through that either. So I, I've actually been pretty lucky. But, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been pretty lucky. I, I would say you're lucky, lucky to be alive. But, uh, uh, you know, un- unlucky was uh, was Neil Falls, serial killer who came across this woman who's absolutely just an absolute heroic situation. She fought off. Uh, much larger man, I'm assuming, right? A much larger guy. Uh, Heather Saul yeah. is our very special guest. Frank McKay here, kind of taking a respite for, for a week here, uh, away from Lisk, because it really doesn't have much to do with it, other than uh, Heather's been interviewed by some of the same folks that documented uh, Lisk, the Long Island serial killer. But Heather, as at the time working as an escort, came across Neil Falls, a serial killer, and was about to make her another victim, and, and she shot him in the face. And that's the short version. A big struggle to get there, and just an amazing, an amazing story. Frank McKay, proud to have Heather Saul here with me on the phone. And Heather, you um, uh, you said you were doing it for about a year, right? You were escorting for about a year, and you're out of it. And, you know, you, you said I, I was lucky, and I, I, I think, you know, lucky to be alive, yes. But, I mean, boy, I, I mean... I, you know, to be lucky uh, to escape from somebody who not only would kill you, but somebody who's had killed before, someone who had a list of women that he was planning on killing again. Before we get into that list, let me ask you about this. Uh, 
there are there are several women that are working as as sex workers that are listening to the show and i guarantee you they're listening right now and they've been contacting uh, me and everything else and they're kind of stuck in there and they're, they're stuck in the lifestyle maybe they're using uh, you know some substances they shouldn't be using what what do you give them as far as advice on how to get out and and like you said you're, you're cleaning hospital rooms but it's a hell of a lot better than uh, than working as a sex worker I don't know. I mean, everybody has different reasons why, but I just, anything could be better than that. I mean, even if, like, I mean, you need to get to paid every day, even if you're on drugs or um, anything that you need money, just try try to do anything but that, anything, because, you know, there are so many more killers out there, and there's so many more people out there that's going to hurt you. There really are. And, and you know, you want to be able to, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are, are sex workers, and they are proud of it, and, and I am too. I mean, I don't have no regrets besides that the, I had to go through that struggle with him. But, I mean, if it's not for you, and then good, it's really not. It's not for anyone. And you should never have to do that. You know, you should never have to be paid to have sex work with anyone. And if you do, you know... It's just not right. I just, I, nothing like that happens to anybody else. You know? Yeah. Well, listen. Well, well said. And let me uh, let me just ask you this, and I'm going to ask you with the greatest respect because so many of the uh, the the sex workers that you hear about, uh, there's, there's uh, uh, they're battling demons, and uh, not only uh, you know many of them were abused as children, and uh, if I mean ninety percent of the the women that I've heard uh, give testimonials uh, that have worked as sex workers, uh, and again, I'll ask this with the greatest respect to you. Uh, many of them have drug problems. Have you ever battled those demons? I mean, have you ever battled drug drug addiction or alcohol addiction? Yeah, I was um, addicted to heroin, and um, that's ultimately why, and the only reason why I started why I started doing it because it was fast money. I could get well because I would be sick. And that's exactly what, actually, if you don't know the truth, I had been up all night long the day Neil Falls called. I had been up all night long. I was sick. So I don't even know how I got the strength to even fight him because I had been up for two days and I was so sick, you know. And But, you know, he only had $2 in his pocket. They said he only had $2 in his pocket. So... Um, I don't even know how I had the strength to do it, but yeah, that's the only reason I was on it uh, while I was on it because of the heroin. Yeah. Well, listen, I, it just, uh, you know, absolutely amazing story. I'm going to remind folks once again, Neil Falls was the serial killer that uh, came across Heather Saul on uh, on one fateful day. And Heather, as working as a uh, as an escort uh, sex worker, um, fought off a serial killer, a real honest to goodness uh, serial killer slime bag named Neil Falls and uh, he choked her and he had the gun to her head and uh, before he got a chance to kill her she fought off this uh, this attack and uh, just a brutal battle, uh, something worthy of a movie. Uh, no question should be in a in a movie. And she got the gun and she shot him in the face and uh, and ended the uh, the nightmare. Why well, don't I shouldn't say it ended the nightmare, but it ended the possibility that she was going to be his next victim. Absolutely amazing, a heroic story. Heather Saul, just absolutely amazing. Frank McKay here 
with uh, with Heather. Um, you're talking about uh, the addiction and not to dwell on that. How are you doing uh, in recovery? Are you uh, are you in recovery? Are you still using? No, I'm, I'm actually been. Um, I've been glitching. I was started to go to the methadone clinic for a while months ago, but um, I just pretty much leaned myself down and tried to stay busy, stay away from that area where the um, the you know the drugs come from, and I'm just trying to stay busy and. I've relapsed, you know, I've, I have relapsed a couple of times, but um, I'm I'm not strung out. I'm not doing sex work, and I'm I'm clean today. So hopefully tomorrow I will be too. You know. Yeah, listen, it's a, it's a disease. I mean, I believe drug addiction is a disease, and I think we're very fortunate if we don't have someone that it, that's in our family or in our close um, proximity to, to us uh, relationship-wise that doesn't have a, a, a drug problem and even a serious drug problem. But heroin has become absolutely epidemic everywhere, and it's not only in Appalachia or in the, in the urban areas. Virginia. Everywhere. I think the West Virginia has... Um the highest overdose rate in the United States, and it has definitely became an epidemic here. It is horrible. Um, every almost all my friends have have died. So I mean, literally, it's that bad. Yeah, listen, I would. You know, I, 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 this is just me. I don't know you, uh, except for this conversation. I'm thrilled to to get to know you here. But I, I would somehow, some way, try to get the hell out of that, uh, you know, of of that environment. Try to get your mom out out there too, if you can. Uh, there's probably a big future ahead of you in, in a movie and books and everything else. It's just an amazing story, Heather Saul is our guest for the next uh, few moments and uh you know maybe to put a little uh closure on this I, i'd like to ask you about the aftermath again frank mckay here with heather saul um after you you shot him after you you got out of that uh, nightmarish situation uh the cops came and i'm sure it was a a scene from a movie um, where just every everything collapsed around uh this home your home that you were renting and uh and you know you got friends coming there and you have uh you know people neighbors wondering what was going on uh what was your what was your ordeal like after that? I mean, was was it an ordeal? Was it a um, was it a difficult period dealing with the police, dealing with the the questions, dealing with the press? I mean, give us some kind of uh, timeline or good. Well, the police were actually very nice to me. They were very good to me. Um, they actually, I mean, I kind of changed changed the way people look at escorts now in Charleston, West Virginia. I guess they show more respect to to us as as human beings, you know, because of this. You know, ten years ago I would look I would have been frowned upon for for you know, for this. And they have even been charged for killing that man, but but um I'm glad that they kept an open mind and I'm glad, you know, that the police actually gave me a chance and, and they figured out who he really was and and everything. But So the police wasn't bad at all and, and they still look out for me. They'll come by and say, how are you going, Heather? You kill anybody today? Ha, 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 ha. You know, trying to be funny. But um, no, um, they're pretty cool. But yeah, the press was, there was people flying in uh, for about two, three, I don't know, maybe three, three weeks after there were still people flying in and knocking, leaving cakes and food at my door and and nice clothes they were buying me stuff but a lot of people was just really trying to take advantage of me and um just trying to make money off of me and um but i, I met a lot of good friends through after all this had happened and uh, there's been a lot of help 
a lot of people have helped me out. Um, so yeah, but, um, I still have like, you know, like if I need anything, you know, the, um, the chief of police will say, you know, if I need anything, you know, he'll have my back and, and just things like that. So that's good. But there's been a lot, I, I just don't trust nothing at once. So I, I kind of get scared. I don't, I just don't know. If if you don't go what what if you don't do whatever someone else is actually planning for you to do, then you're not you know you're not then you get talked about or looked down upon. And so I kind of just try to keep by myself, keep away from it, try to steer away from it. But um, yeah, everybody in the neighborhood and everyone kind of just they know who I am, and um, a lot of people talk bad, but a lot of people don't. So it is what it is, you know. I don't know. The one thing I, I got to say to you, and again, we're just, uh, it was speaking for the first time, is boy, don't let anybody uh, take anything away from you. What you've done is absolutely heroic. I mean, you fought. Uh, you fought for your life, and I don't know, uh, you know, how many of us can actually say that happened. Uh, I know there are people who have, and they're listening, and they're saying, "Well, I did that too." Well, uh, congratulations to you too. But Heather Saul fought off a serial killer, and it ended in with her shooting this guy in the face. His name was Neil Falls. Look him up. He's a, uh, a he's now a deceased serial killer, but he tried to make. Uh, Heather Saul, as she was working as an escort, a uh, another victim, and and she just uh, refused to to die and refused to have this uh, low life kill her, and and she shot him in the face, and she uh, she survived to tell the story. Uh, Heather, listen, we're we're out of time. I'd love to get a part two and a part three with you somewhere along the line, but I just an amazing absolutely amazing story congratulations on it and uh and trust me i think good things are ahead and and we uh, i'm sure i speak for everyone that we we wish you well on the recovery uh, and i mean that's so important but give us again a website where people can can uh, get involved um in your uh, in your project and you know you got a crowdfunding and there is uh, yeah, all um, kinds of things going on go ahead um yeah you can um I'm, uh, they're also taking up donations to help me out at crowdrise.com. Heather is a hero. And then I'm on Facebook at Heather is a hero also on Facebook. So, and my name, you know, Heather Saul on Facebook also. Well, listen, just absolutely incredible. Just a great, great story. Appreciate your time here. And, and again, we'll, we'll get back to you. Heather, thanks for being here. Thank you. Heather Saul, everyone, has been our very special guest. Frank McKay here. Look up Heather is a hero. And uh, there's no question about it. She was an escort. Uh, she certainly, uh, you know, it's something that she's out of at this point, And she's battled uh, with addiction. She openly spoke about it. But uh, she was about to be a victim. Well, she could have very easily been a victim. Neil Falls, a serial killer who uh, who choked her and and put a gun to her head and was about to kill her and she she fought him off and she shot him in the face and uh and and he died and she didn't and uh, it, in that sense it's just an amazing unbelievable story hopefully this uh this goes to film and heather makes a million dollars or more off of it and her and her mother can get out of the area over there but frank mckay wishing all of you uh to uh, to check out heather heather saul's um website and look up heather as a hero and heather saul s-a-u-l and s-a-u-l yes s-a-u-l and uh and check it out we also want to thank all of you for tuning in frank mckay signing off we will see you next week on the lisk series and we'll see you all next time on breaking it down breaking it down